It's a wow show with your host, Donna Lyons. This show will wow you with some of the most fascinating guests from around the world. It will inspire you, make you believe, get you to laugh, touch your heart, comfort your soul, help your creative mind, power up your motivation, and wrap you in a veil of wowness. So reach for the stars. Light the world with your wow brightness. Use your strength with your wow power. Touch others with your wow heart. Laugh with your wow humor. And together, we can wow the world. This show will ultimately increase your wow factor. Join Donna and her team of special co-hosts each week on The Wow Show, right here on the Lions Radio Network. Donna Lyons coming to you live from Washington, D.C., right here on the Lions Radio Network. And my co-host, the most beautiful and talented, Elizabeth Ertel, coming to you live from beautiful Canada. Hi, Elizabeth. Hello, Donna. How are you, my darling? (laughs) I am doing great. I'm so excited to have our guest on. And he was so nice to me when I said, hey, will you come on our show? And he's like, sure, why not? And it is the one and only Billy Vera, and if you guys know him, he's an American singer, songwriter, actor, author, and one thing I didn't know, a music historian, which is pretty darn cool. And he's been a singer and songwriter since the 60s. He's, his most successful recording was at this moment. We all know it. I bet we could all break out in song right now together, but we won't because you don't want to hear me sing. <laughs> and he had a, it was a U.S. number one hit in, the, in 87. Um, he still performs with Billy Vera and the Beaters, which is one of the albums I a couple of the albums I had back back in the day because I'm an old gal here and he had a Grammy Award in 2013 and I want to bring him on welcome Billy hi Donna great to see you yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm so happy that you could come on today thanks for being so gracious you were so kind I you know sometimes you can message people and they're like what who are you? <laughs> and you were just so cool about it. I'm like, this is, okay, this is the persona that I have of you, you know, when I was younger listening to your music. Um, and, and honestly, thank you for coming on today. And I know, Elizabeth, you wanted to start out with some of the questions because you're, like, really excited to have Billy on. Well, you know, Elizabeth, yeah. uh, at this moment, was number one uh, in Canada, too. Oh, absolutely. Oh, Billy, please. We're, we're going to talk about that. But anyway, hi, how are you? Thank you so much for coming on the show. It's an honor. Thank you. Nice Billy, to have you. tell me, at what age, like, was there a certain age um, that you said to yourself, this is what I want to do and it's the only thing I want to do in my life? Can, can you remember back to, to a time like when maybe when you were like a kid? Oh, yeah. You know, I I was 13, as a matter of fact, and I saw Chuck Berry on American Bandstand, and I said, I want to be him. Oh, oh, uh, wow. Yeah, and I I went out and I saved up my little $35, went down to Sears and bought a a cheap guitar, and that was the end. That was the beginning right there. Is that right? Okay. That's interesting. So age 13, yeah, and it's been a whole lifetime of of, of such talent. Um, you know, I 
I, I believe that we are, we come from, you know, certain genes. Certain genes are really prominent in our families. Now, I was reading that your mom, Anne Ryan, was a member of the, I think it was the Ray Charles Singers. Is that correct? That is, yeah, the the original yeah. Ray Charles, not the not the famous one, but uh, the Ray Charles she was uh, with was the guy that that had the vocal choral choral group that sang on the, the Perry Como show and on all of Perry Como's hit records. So that yeah. was what she did for a living. And my dad, of course, was a, a radio and television announcer for NBC in New York for about thirty five years. Wow. That is really there. That's where you get your gifts from, right? There. Yeah, we all earned our living <laughs> with our voice. You know? Oh, that is really incredible. Now, you had a, a song that you wrote, your first song, I think it was, correct me, for Ricky Nelson. Yeah, was that, that was, your first song? Yeah. Well, not the first one I ever wrote, but that was no? the first one I ever took to a publisher, uh, and I, in the case of beginner's luck he he liked it and gave me a big $35 advance and paid for a demo and uh you know the the strange part was i i wrote it for this new girl singer at the time named Dion Warwick oh and, my god uh, <laughs> my god <laughs> yeah not realizing that uh, that she was all tied up with Burt Backrack and Hal David and they wrote all her songs so, but but anyway, this publisher uh, called me a couple of weeks later. He said, "Well, I got a record on your song." I said, "Who?" She said, "Ricky Nelson." I said, "Ricky Nelson?" Oh, uh, he said, "Well, don't be so ungrateful." He said, "Ricky's going to do it five weeks in a row on the Ozzy and Harriet show, and you're virtually guaranteed that it'll be a hit." And it and it was. Was that called? Was that was it? Mean Old World? Was that the song? Billy? Yes, it was. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that paid for your guitar, your first guitar, <laughs> and then some. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Now, speaking of writing, you've written for a lot of pretty incredible artists: uh, Tom Jones, um, Robert Plant, Dolly Parton, so many more. Do you have any special stories that you'd like to share with us about all of those people that you've written for? Well, Dolly, uh, of course, is you know just one of the great artists and a and a great person. Uh, you know, I had I had written the song because uh, a friend of mine was uh, got got a job to produce Nancy Sinatra, mm-hmm. and so you know he asked me to to write something for her, and I was trying to figure what do you write for Nancy Sinatra? You know, so, oh, she has this <laughs> famous father. <laughs> and so I put in lines like, uh, I love my daddy, but it really don't matter what my daddy might say. <laughs> and, and, she, yeah, and she didn't like the song, thank God, because, uh, you know, uh, my friend said, you got to do something with this song because it's definitely a number one hit. So I, I recorded it with this local girl, and everywhere we took the song, they said, "Love the girl, love the song, hate the girl." <laughs> and I mean, I finally got down to the last guy on my list, and he said, "Love the song, hate the girl, but we're, we're recording Dolly next week. Let me have the song for her." He said, "I'll guarantee it'll be the single, you know." And and of course it was, and it became uh-huh. my first number one 
hit song in 1978. That's, 1978. That was that's uh, amazing. That's a terrific story. Uh, so maybe it's time we should talk about this wonderful song at this moment. Uh, just want to say it's truly one of the most beautiful, soulful songs. It's timeless. It's as fabulous as today, today as it was in 81, I believe, is when you actually wrote it. Is that right? Well, I, I wrote it in, uh, in uh, like, I started writing it in 1977. Oh, okay. I, I had begun uh, dating this girl. She was a, you know, a little college girl. And uh, she was telling me about breaking up with her boyfriend and how he suffered for her. And, you know, he was so crushed and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So I kind of wrote it at first, the first half of it, from what I perceived as his point of view. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. But I couldn't, I couldn't finish it, you know. And then when she broke up with me a year later, then I knew how it ended. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> you know, and then, then I was pretty- able to finish it. That's an incredible story. So we we it, first recorded yeah. it in 1981, okay. and uh, and it came out. It was a follow up. We had we had gotten. I had moved to California by this time, mm-hmm. and we'd gotten a record deal with this company. And uh, the first record we had on on that label was called "I Can Take Care of Myself," and it was mm-hmm. a you know a mid level hit. And at this moment was the follow up, but the the head of promotion got into a fight with the the boss and and quit, so there was nobody to promote the record. Oh, so it, 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 oh yeah, no. it went to number seventy nine, and that was the end of it. You know, we thought. And then five years later, I get a phone call one day, and this guy said, "My name's Michael Whitehorn, and I write and produce a show called Family Ties." And oh we, yes. And we were at the club the other night. And we heard you do a song we thought would be perfect for this episode that we have coming up. And so, you know, it turned out to be at this moment, and, you know, they used it. And I got a bag of mail, which was pretty cool, because I had had songs on TV shows before, but never had gotten mail for it. And uh, and so I said, maybe people like this song, you know. Uh, let me see if I can get somebody to let me record it again. And, of course, nobody was interested. And uh, and then finally, I, I was having lunch one day with uh, a friend of mine who owned this company called Rhino Records. They put out oldies but goodies. And I mm-hmm. said, how, how many records do you need to sell to break even? He said, oh, a couple of thousand. Our overhead here is low. And, I said, well, I'll guarantee you a couple of thousand sales. I could sell them in the clubs if need be, if you put it put it out at this moment. He said, sure. And he only did it because he likes me, you know. <laughs> he, he never thought he'd ever make a nickel off of it. But, but, he, but he did it. And then the following season, when the girl breaks up with Michael J. Fox on the show, they used the song again. And this time, uh, you know, the story of the song, Boy Loses Girl, was the same as the story of the episode. And so Mm -hmm. the public just connected with it on some emotional level. And the NBC told us they got more phone calls than any time in the history of the network for the song. And next thing you know, people are calling radio stations and record stores, and the thing took off all, all by itself. 
which is never oh, that happens. Is, that's an incredible. That is wild. Yeah, and it, you all. It's you know why? It's because they were such lovable girls. You know, you love. Mm-hmm. I mean, if anybody watched the show, it was so big back then. And then to hear that song come on, it was just so powerful. It just made everything explode. And 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 I know that's when it just it hit the world like this is an incredible song and I still still today when I hear it 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 gives Mm -hmm. you those that that feeling it's so good Billy well thank you I find it gives me chills it still gives me chills oh good then I'm I'm doing my job you're doing doing your job job. (laughs) I had a really quick question I wanted to ask you about um you know, you ended up in big band music there, and wh- what was it that, you know, made you go in that direction? Because you are so good at that. I love some of your songs. I was looking at them on YouTube. I've seen them before as well, but um, that is so much fun. But what what made you take that path in that direction? Well, even, even though I grew up in rock and roll, you know, with you know, Chuck Berry and Little Richard and Fats Domino mm-hmm. and all those people. I, I always loved the, the music that my mom brought home. And she, mm-hmm. it was all the music of her era, you know, Frank Sinatra and Duke Ellington and Nancy mm-hmm. Wilson and all these people. And and so I, I'd always wanted to do a big band album. But, uh, you know, of course, you know, again, it was hard to get people at record companies to, to believe I could do that. Right. And uh, and so when the first check came in, you know, Michael Buble covered at this mm-hmm. moment uh, about 10 years ago, and he yes. sold a, over 10 million records of it. So <laughs> I took the first check and I said, I'm, you know what, I'm going to pay for a big band album myself and, and do it right. You know, and I did it at Capitol Studio A, you know, where Sinatra and Dean Martin and Peggy Lee and all those people had recorded and used mm-hmm. the best musicians in L.A. and and made this big this big band album. I call it Big Band Jazz, and uh, it was just so much fun to to sing these great old songs. And um, they they continually come back, don't they, Billy? That it never big band it it never leaves us. N- it's history. Yeah, it's beautiful. Well you're, done. You're, you're right. Well done. Yeah. You're right, yeah. you know, because what I found is that a lot of kids that are in their 20s, they, they, you know, because of YouTube, they, they, they explore. And then they tell each other, hey, have you heard this guy Frank Sinatra? Have you heard this <laughs> this girl Billie Holiday? Have you heard this one or that one? And And it's just like when I was a kid, you know, we would, you know, we'd tell each other about, records that we heard but the interesting thing to me is that that in going backwards these 20 somethings have skipped over the whole british invasion era they're not that interested in the beatles or the stones or any of that but mm-hmm. they like this this big band music and they they just they just somehow relate to it on some some level so we get a lot, i find i get a lot of young kids that that like me doing that stuff it's Americana. It's so much, yeah, it is so much yeah. fun. It's just fun, yeah. and you do it in such a fun way. The, even the videos are fun. It's oh. just, uh, yeah, I just, um, I really enjoy that era of music. So when I heard that you were doing it, I'm like, oh my god, this is even better. Billy does everything. <laughs> yeah. 
And Billy, you're still playing. You're still playing like in clubs in California, right? You're yeah, still out there uh, rocking it. Yeah, Enjoy. we 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 haven't had a chance to play uh, you know, because of COVID, but uh we did one in July uh when things lightened up a little bit and then and then it got heavier again. And then we got one coming up in uh December in down in uh, San Juan Capistrano. So Where are you playing there? A, a great club called the Coach House. Oh, I love fabulous. the Coach House. Yes. Yeah, we'll be there December 11th. Oh, I December love it. I grew up in Huntington Beach, so I know that area very well. Oh, yeah, yeah. That club's been yeah, going they, for 40 years. Yeah, it's a fun place. I've seen many shows there. I bet, yeah. Very fun. So I'm well, sure guys, we're running out of time. Okay. Anyway, I was just going to say, when are the tickets on sale for that? When are the tickets on sale for the Coach House, Billy? And uh, uh, they're on sale will be now. getting them soon. Okay, so everybody yeah. get your tickets. <laughs> yep, December 11th. We'll be there. Okay. That's Come right. Well, down. Billy, thank you so much. I totally appreciate you yeah. coming on today. We had so much fun. And I oh, want to remind our listeners um, they can check you out on, um, gosh, you're on Facebook and, and you've got your website. and yep, um, BillyVera.com. Yep, BillyVera.com. Um, and they can check you out, and I'm sh- assume by merchandise and things like that on the website. Yeah, I got I got a couple. I got some books out. You know, uh, uh, my uh-huh. memoir is called Bi- uh, Billy Ver Harlem to Hollywood, and uh, my latest album is called uh, Timeless. Absolutely, yes. And I, everybody yeah. can go there and check it out. And I want to remind our listeners too that we are worldwide. And thank you to our listeners all around the world. We just picked up more listeners in Sweden and um, Italy. So <laughs> thanks, guys, for listening. We appreciate it, Billy. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so much. Well, thank um, you for having me. Hope to have you me. on again. Uh, anytime yeah. you want. I'm happy to be here. Thank, thank you, Billy. You, have a great rest great. of your day. Okay, you too. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. That was so much fun. It's Elizabeth, are you still there? Yes. Did you hang up on me? I am. <laughs> uh, no, I want to thank know. everybody for tuning in. And, um, Elizabeth, as usual, I mean, I couldn't do this without you. So thank you, thank you so much. You're it was so much the, fun as always. Love you, honey. Love you. Yeah, love you too. And everybody check out BillyVera.com, please. And um, like I said, listeners around the globe, you guys rock. We couldn't do this without you. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. Absolutely. Take care, everybody.